Hello and welcome to the Mindset is Everything podcast. This is episode 11. I'm Ryan St. John. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 11, the title of which is Social Anxiety is a Real Son of a Bitch. In this topic, there's no debating that mindset is everything, because when it comes to social anxiety, mindset really is everything. In the last episode, which I called Who the Hell is Ryan St. John Anyway, I mentioned that I no longer suffer from social anxiety, and I wanted to go into that a little bit further, just to make sure there's no misunderstanding. So often when we talk about a new subject, I want to get the in a real definition of it. So I went on the internet and looked at the ADAA, which is the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, and looked at their definition, which is social anxiety disorder, also called social phobia, is intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively evaluated or rejected in a social or performance situation. Now, I don't say that you know, I don't suffer from social anxiety to boast or to show off my amazing brain power or my incredible mindset. But I do it to, to tell you that you can also be there. I was, you know, once wasn't the person I am now and I, I made myself into this person. And not everybody suffers from social anxiety. But for me to get where I am now, it took some jolly hard work and some deliberate, determined hard work. If you suffer from social anxiety, what you hear now might help you and I might be able to also help you outside of this podcast. Now when I say might and may, I'm not normally full of wishy-washy words like that, but let me tell you right now that I'm not medically trained. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist. My experience does not come from having spent many years in college or university learning about it all. My experience comes from having lived it, fixing it myself, and then helping other people to successfully beat social anxiety. Now, from the aforementioned description of what social anxiety is, there's pretty much two parts to it, and I, I do agree with this. The first part is fear of being judged. The second, the fear of rejection. And the outcome of these fears of social anxiety can be quite monstrous, Apart from the fact that it stops people building relationships, it can harm your chances of finding the job you want or getting the job you want. It will stop you speaking up to better yourself. It might even cause you to do things you don't want to do for fear of disapproval from other people. People will eat shitty food in restaurants because they don't want to make a fuss. They don't want to send the food back. They won't return faulty goods because they don't want to be seen as a complainer. They'll go along with other people's plans, even if they don't want to do them, just so that they don't seem uncooperative. They'll invite people to their weddings. This is so common that they don't want to be at their wedding, but they'll invite them anyway, because they're we're supposed to. They're part of the family. Well, I feel like I must. They'll spend time with family members that they don't like. They'll let people cut in front of them in traffic. Yeah, in traffic, people they've never met before, they don't even know them. All of this, just so they don't have to be judged negatively. They won't initiate conversations with people they're attracted to 
They won't apply for jobs. They won't volunteer for things. They won't try out for sports. They won't take any number of opportunities for fear of rejection. And what an absolute shame this all is. It's no wonder I encourage self-belief in other people. Now, it's my openly held assertion that self-development is holistic. What I mean by that is that I've experienced, particularly in the arena of social anxiety, that it's best cured by improving your whole self. Improving, for example, your self-esteem, your ability to control your thoughts, your fitness levels, your positive self-talk, your financial situation, and so on and so forth. And once you get better and better in, in all of these aspects, in every aspect that makes you feel better and makes you a better person, your social anxiety eventually just withers away into nothingness. But maybe you don't have five years to, to spare to fix this issue and you need it fixed pretty quick. What can you do right now? Of course, there's a hundred things you could do. There's a million things you could do. And if you wanted more around this, get in touch with me. I'm on social media, all over the show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just send me a direct message. I'm cool with that. But let's have a brief look into, into those main parts of social anxiety. The main parts being fear of being judged and the fear of rejection. So let's note, first of all, that both of those things are fears, which means they're both in your mind and they're not tangible things that you can touch. But that does not make them any less real. Let's, let's get straight on that. People will tell you oh, that, you know, having a fear is irrational. It's not a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Just because it's in your mind does not mean it's not real. Everything is in our mind. But what it does mean, my friends, is that you have ultimate power over those fears. You have ultimate power over your minds. So let's look at one, those things one at a time. But in no way am I postulating here that you can fix these things instantly with the click of your fingers. Working through unhelpful mental states can take some time. So if you have social anxiety, if you feel fear of being judged or a fear of rejection, don't feel bad, please. Don't be harsh on yourself. Everyone goes through this at some, time, at some stage. So fear of being judged. This fear assumes that there are people out there just waiting to judge you. And in my experience, there aren't. They're just simply not anyone out, there's not anyone out there who's out to judge you. The main reason for this is that people are selfish, that they're too busy worrying about themselves. And of course, of course they are. They live in their head, they don't live in your head, they live in their own head. They're worried about themselves. They're concerned about themselves. People just aren't thinking about anyone but themselves enough to spend that much time judging anyone. Think about that. You go into a room, there's a bunch of people there, it's a social occasion, you're worried, oh my, do, do I look good enough? Am I going to sound intelligent in the conversation? Everyone is thinking that. Unless someone is super positive, super confident, they're all thinking something similar to that. And the person who's very confident, who's very positive, is not going to be a judgy sort of person. So just think about that. Keep that in your head. No one's judging. There's not many, there's no one out there to judge you. And people who are super judgy, fuck them. And what you notice, remember this, what you notice isn't what other people notice. When you look in the mirror when you're about to go somewhere and you think, oh, I'm having a bad hair day or a massive zit is growing on your nose or you've picked up a couple of pounds, oh, man, I picked up a few pounds over Christmas. Most people don't notice that. 
you notice it because you look at yourself in depth all the time. And the more you look at yourself, the more you're going to notice it. Other people just see the whole you. They're not like looking, oh, look at their arms. Their, their arms are a bit bigger. Not unless you're huge, unless you know, hit the weights for, for, for months and months and months between seeing someone. They might think, oh, you, you've got a bit bigger. They don't really notice that if they see you quite, quite frequently. And they're not even going to pay that much attention, and they're certainly not going to judge you for it, unless they're the type of person you don't want to be around anyway. And what's, what's worth noting is that there's no harsher judge than yourself. Make sense? You are the one looking at yourself all the time, and you'll judge yourself harshly. Other people are not going to judge you that harshly. And if you believe that people are going to judge you on something, make sure that that thing's real. And if that is a real thing, that's then you know about it, then you can do something about it. Take some action about these things that you are worried about. For example, if you believe that people don't think you look good in a pair of hot pants, and yes, gentlemen, this is you as well, ask someone who you can trust. Say, do I look good in hot pants? And if you really and truly do not look good in hot pants, do something about it. That something might be not wearing hot pants anymore. But it might be to lose a few pounds. It might be to get on that bike and ride, 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 or, or run, 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 and get some toning in your legs. Whatever it is, whatever it takes for you to feel good about yourself, you do that. Because remember, your future, what happens to you, how you change yourself, is within your grasp. And you can make of yourself whatever you want. So if you, if you are absolutely... And positively convinced that people are judging you about something, no matter what it is, you can change that. You can change that. And don't listen to any of that schmaltzy bullshit about you're enough, you don't have to change. You can change if you want to. Don't let people talk you out of changing just because they don't want you to change. Right. If you want some help with how to change things, you can change them. You know, you hear the way I speak? I didn't always speak like this. People don't like South Africans. They haven't liked them for, for 30 years, as long as I can remember. I did not want people to dislike me. I changed my accent. Even though I think South African accent is a pretty cool one. I don't really speak like that. I speak in a very neutral sort of English or British way. I changed that. I had the ability to change that. And so can you. You can change anything about yourself you want. Let's move on before I continue that rant there. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fear of rejection. It's an insidious little bastard. Most people think that they're scared of the rejection part, but it's really it's the fear of the rejection that's the real problem. Sounds like semantics, doesn't it? But there's a real difference. Rejection, my friends, is, is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. If you apply for a job, for example, and you don't get that job, nothing has actually changed. Your situation is exactly the same. But you might make that Rejection means something about you. For example, it might you might think it means that you're not good enough or you're cursed by the gods to never get a good job or that the world is against you. You can become a victim. And then the fear of that feeling might prevent you from applying for more jobs. Imagine that. But imagine, though, on the other hand, if you had no fear of that and you didn't make it mean anything, you could apply for a million jobs and to hell with getting rejected. It doesn't matter. It's that fear that stops you showing up and asking someone you're attracted to or you really like. It stops you asking them out. It's that fear of rejection. 
because that that rejection means to you only, only to you, that you're ugly or you're gimpy or you're annoying or whatever it means. But it doesn't necessarily mean anything of the sort. Maybe that person just doesn't like blondes. Maybe they don't like guys with tattoos or moustaches or whatever it is. Maybe you look like their ex. Maybe you look like their dad. Who knows? But make it mean nothing to you. You ever heard that phrase? You can be the fattest, juiciest peach on the shelf, but there'll always be some miserable bastard who doesn't like peaches. That's definitely the fact. And if you ask someone out and they say no, they just don't like your, your type of person, man, whatever. It doesn't matter. Not everyone is for everyone. Make it mean nothing to you. When you get hit with that rejection, look around. Just stop. When you get rejected, I do this all the time. I get rejected, I stop and I think, has anything changed? Then I realize nothing has changed in my life. Nothing around me has changed. Except I feel a little more resilient. And then I think, nothing's changed. I'm, I'm not hurt. But I feel tougher. I feel stronger. And now I feel like putting myself out there even more. Hit me with those rejections. And I'll get a lot more resilient. And the more shots you take, my friends, the more goals you make. That is a fact. An absolute fact. So, we've had a couple of tips to help you with your social anxiety. But working on your confidence and self-esteem is a big job. So what I suggest is if you didn't write those things down that I've just mentioned, if you don't remember them, go back and listen to them again and try and use those in your everyday life. I guarantee they'll, they'll make a difference to you. They will make a difference to you. They may help your social anxiety because, of course, I'm not a doctor or a therapist and I didn't go to university to study this stuff. Now, your self-esteem and confidence improving those things is the best way to get over social anxiety. That is my absolute belief, and I can help you with that much more than I can on this podcast. I can help you outside of, of here with that. So reach out to me on social media or email me on coach at directdynamics.co.uk. Okay, hope I've been helpful to you in some fashion tonight. Goodbye. <laughs>